this narrative is nothing different than what Buddha talked about, you know, when he was sitting down and like, I'm not budging from here until you come to me. Like I've been chasing you and chasing you and trying and trying and trying and trying and trying. And he was trying very consciously. You guys are not even trying. He was trying very consciously. And yet when he sat down, just the word the, he, he uses is called Mara. Mara is that narrative of ego within ourselves that says, who authorized you to go beyond this point? Who authorized you to go beyond my control? I have set a boundary for you and you do not cross that. So you hear Mara? In the Christian world, it's called Satan. Same thing. But you're controlled by it. And you don't know you're controlled by it. What you authorize yourself to do. What you authorize yourself to be. Is controlled by an entity within you. And what would it take to be able to see that entity and not be afraid of it? So what did Buddha do? When Mara posed that question, who authorized you? Who gave you permission to cross this line between my realm and the realm beyond my control? Buddha sat silently for a while and Mara had his entire army of minions and he placed his hand on the earth and the lore goes like literally everything, every being on this planet started to say, I gave him permission. I give him permission. I give him permission. That's a level of connection to the earth where your intention can be so deeply felt that every animate and inanimate object around you gives you permission, not only you. But unless you can authorize yourself, it doesn't matter how many people or how many things around you are giving you permission to say, go ahead, wake up. Go ahead, cross this line. You're all at that edge, aren't you? So when I say your perceived struggles, I mean they are perceived. They are being told to you that they are struggles, they are challenges. Because if you feel challenged and you know you can't deal with the challenge, what will you do? 
you will recede back to the old. Yes or no? If you are challenged and you can feel that this is what's happening within me, here's Mara again showing up, and all these thoughts that are pouring into my mind of struggle, of fear, of resistance, of all that crap is actually perceived and not real. Those are, these are the armies of Mara, yes? All these thoughts. Fear is the biggest, says Prime Minister. <laughs> and until you can't acknowledge and learn to differentiate how many of your fears are actually real fears and how many of them are perceived. <coughs> you will never cross that threshold. You will continue to stay on that edge. And being on that edge is very painful. That is why they say ignorance is bliss. Mm -hmm. You know, go back into the, the hordes of ignorance. People sleep, asleep, no problem. You continue on with the toys that Mara has given you. Go ahead, play. Stay busy, but stay in my realm. Mm -hmm. Keeps you nice and intoxicated. But unfortunately for you, you are starting to say, this is all good, but it's kind of getting boring. <laughs> I sense something over there and I want to explore it. So you gather, you climb, 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 and you get to the edge. It's almost like you get electrocuted by a wire over there. <laughs> There's electrical fencing. And you go, dang, what is this? Mara goes, go back. Say, uh, should I? And then you look around at other people like you. Well, they're still standing. <laughs> if not, something within you says, no, you're not going back. You can't go back. You can't go back. Now you can't fit back there either. You don't fit over there, but you haven't yet stepped into the new. So you're stuck between two worlds. How many of you feel like that? Stuck between two worlds. So this whole story of Buddha is literally the same story that plays inside of us. What did he have to do to continue his journey? Any idea? What do you think he did? No? I stay still and let them do what they need to do. And I continue walking. It's like I'm going to go through that electrical fence. If that electrocutes me, so be it. But I'm not going to stop walking. That is the only way he got to the other side. Yes or no? Yeah. Oh, you think he played around with Mara for a while? And after Mara was done, then another thing came up to bring him back. It's beautiful, enticing flock of women. You know, temptation, that's how they... Why are women considered temptation, by the way? You know? 
Why? But anyway, those are all symbols. Temptations, all kinds of temptations. You come back, I'll give you a career. You come back, ooh, a new shiny boyfriend. A relationship that promises to be forever. You've all felt that, haven't you, in your journey? You get there to a certain point and something shows up in your life. Or it creates this sense of obligation in you. You are obligated to that world that you're leaving behind. You can't leave right now. But the funny thing, you're not leaving it. You are not going anywhere. You are just waking up to Mara. You are just waking up to its workings and becoming free of it. You can still continue to fulfill all your obligations and your relationships. You as a human being, you're not going anywhere. Buddha didn't go anywhere. <clears throat> Yet we say, oh, he was enlightened as if he went on to a different world. <clears throat> Did you know he even went back to his wife to apologize? Anybody know that full story? Mm -hmm. So his wife's name was Yashodhara, you know. And he had fought to wed her back in those days. Um, if a princess, it was about time to get her married. It was, they would invite princes of all states and they would kind of hold a contest, mm -hmm. some kind of contest. And so he had outcompeted everyone and won her hand, so to say. So Yashodra was really at a loss, like why would he leave? And once Buddha got to that place of, hmm, I'm free, I'm liberated of all those things that hold me, that narrate to me that I'm a captive, that direct me all the time, I'm not free to be me. And then he realized, hmm, I was in such an immature state where I thought I had to run away from my life to achieve this. So he went back and he apologized. It was hard for Yashodra and she said, why, why didn't you just tell me? You think I wouldn't have understood? If you would have just told me what you were going through. You've done this before. You did this as a child. You sat under an apple tree and you were in such a state of bliss. You didn't have to go chasing those people in the forest in the Himalayas to figure out how to get there. You could have done it right here. And Buddha said, yes, but I thought I had to chase something outside of me to get there. So there's this beautiful play that we all play. We are all looking for that same thing. There is no human being without that sensation. It might be dormant in some. 
But we're all looking for that same thing. So don't let the fears of your obligations, don't let fears of being perceived a certain way. Don't let fear of not being authorized by anyone in your world. You keep waiting that someone will say, yes, I give you permission to go. Wake up. <coughs> Nobody can because they're asleep. Does it make sense? So when you do these things, when you do these kriyas, when you do these exercises, this is an opportunity for you to say, bring it on. I'm going to pass through a little bit more today and a little bit more today and a little bit more today. That is the process. Why do you think enlightenment didn't just happen to him? With each breath, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. But that constant steadiness of I authorize myself. I authorize myself. This whole world authorizes me. 